and welcome to episode 31 of Backing Paper. I nearly forgot which show we were doing there. That's <laughs> <laughs> always a good start. Uh, it's me, Graham, here with the ever-wonderful Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Lovely we to have a chat. Yay. It is a lovely to have a chat, although we actually got to meet up yesterday, didn't we? We did, in person, IRL. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, as is always the way, though, with these with these uh, things, lovely as they are, it means that we don't actually, we didn't really get that much chance to talk, did we? It's funny. No, we so. didn't. But still, it was a good time. And oh, we, really good. We will talk about that more on this week's Sunny 16 podcast. Um, we'll, we'll probably talk about it a bit at the end, what's going to be coming up. But uh, yeah, we had a good time yesterday and hopefully we'll share at least a bit of what we experienced with you guys later in the week. Um, we have got... A lovely bumper crop. It's not quite as bumper as last week. Listeners may be relieved to hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's going to be a short show, but it might be a normal size show. I think normal size show is a good aim for us to have. Yes, I think so. <laughs> because I think last week it was like an hour and a quarter, if not more, <laughs> which was big for our sort of half an hour short shows that we were aiming for. Never mind. Um, we've got some more great cheap shots entries. Shall we? Shall we start with those, Rach? Shall, shall we start? Shall yeah, we start? Let's start with, start those, with shall this. We, <laughs> shall I start? I think it's probably okay. best, all things considered. <laughs> I've got my cup of tea. <clears throat> we're ready. Okay. So uh, first email is from Alistair Dougal. Dougal, Dougal. I will get there one day. I no, promise, you won't. guys. No, I won't. I, prob- I probably won't. I shouldn't promise that. Um, he says, Hi, guys. On Sunday, Ophelia and I did some photography at the Kiribili Fashion Market. Ophelia has been using her great grandma's Agfa Optima Electronic to get some people shots. And here are the initial quick scans on the mobile phone. So sorry the image quality is not so good. We will be printing the images as well. Ooh. But middle daughter has been hogging the dark room as she is doing her higher school certificate, which is like the uppers and needs to get her photography stuff out of the way. Maybe tomorrow. Hopefully she <laughs> hopefully she has not sent too many in as she could not decide on which ones are. Also, Ophelia has told me to mention that she is now nine years old, not eight years old. It's a very important distinction it to make. Absolutely is. Time to um, put away these childish things. <laughs> these childish dreams no always always hang on to your childish dreams Felia. it's very important so okay photo one there are four photos just just to uh, give you a heads up there um graham so uh photo one is chatting at the market Ophelia and i were waiting for mum to look through the racks and whilst doing so Ophelia grabbed a few shots she liked the way that the women were talking so this one will be called chatting at the market shall i read through all four and then we have a little look at them uh, well, actually, should we look at them picture by picture because otherwise we'll no forget which one. So, yeah, so, okay. th- so um, yeah, th- this market uh, just seems to be a big general market, doesn't it? There's, there's lots of clothes and stuff for sale here. I, I am, I remember when Ophelia's last entry, which was for fashion, that was the picture of the cricketers, wasn't it? It was, yes. And what a well framed and seen shot it was. And, um, all of these four shots, same again. <laughs> uh, this this child has got a, a great eye for taking mm-hmm. a picture. This is fantastic. So do you want to um, describe the picture, Rach? Sure. So we've got um, two women stood behind a stall um, which have jeans on the table. It's like a $10 table, basically. And then there's a rack of uh, clothes uh, which very much give us a kind of leading line that take us towards... Um, looking at the women having a chat behind the behind the market stall. So in terms of her 
her leading lines, her perspective, her general framing, rule of thirds, all of that. It's all very much, um, yeah, textbook. Well done, Ophelia. Yeah. <laughs> As always. Great stuff. And yeah, and I, I really like the sort of obvious engagement between the two women talking. Mm. You can see why it caught her eye. Oh, yeah, they're having an animated conversation there. And um, and great light as well. The the, mm. the one woman on the right-hand side, her face is just beautifully lit up from that light coming from the um, left-hand side of, as we look at it. It's, yeah, real nice stuff. Okay, what's the mm, next picture, Rach? Okay, so um, that's photo one. Photo two, second shot is called Friends. She liked the fact that one woman is very tall and the other is very short. <laughs> About the same size as mummy as she puts it. <laughs> okay, so have a look. let's have a little look at Friends. Can you see Friends? I can. This is great. I mean, it, it looks a bit like one of the scenes from Lord of the Rings. So you, it, it's a straight-on picture looking across this um, table with clothes laid out on it so <laughs> and there's just two women one on the right one on the left and the woman on the left is quite tall you know filling up most of the left hand side height wise <laughs> the woman on the right and the woman on the left is in a black top woman in the right is in the white top and she's just looking up <laughs> into the sun so she's having to cover her eyes into this towering giant on the left hand side it's fantastic <laughs> uh, I do, I'm not quite sure because it's the same two women I think who were having a chat before uh, so I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, it's no, it's really... not the same two women. No, it no, the woman four is wearing a stripy top, Rach. Oh, is she? Crumbs. No, no, the... oh, hang on. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's... Hang on, I need to go back and look then because... Okay, well, Rach is going to go back and look and I'm going to clarify that that definitely is not the same woman. I mean... Okay, not it's not the same tall woman, but it's the same short woman? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay, that's fine. I knew that there was the same woman was on was in that shot. You're know, making me doubt myself. Um, so um, maybe she's sitting down. Maybe. Or Either way. The, Behind the... the stool. It's great. I love it. Yeah, it works um, really well. And um, yeah, just, <laughs> just a great shot. Fantastic. Anyway, next one, Rach. Yes. Okay. Um, so third one is called Dad. Um, I was ordered to stand still whilst looking through my camera as Ophelia moved back and forth looking for the best angle, given the position of the sun, of course. Graham. Um, note, I have my Yashica uh, Electro 35, and yes, it is worth sending yours in to repair or to do it yourself. There we go. So, third one is called Dad. I love the fact that she's directing him as well. Mm -hmm. Dad, you've got to stand there, make sure this looks right. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it, I can see what he means about um, she was clearly seeking the correct positioning of the sun. Yeah. Let's uh, take the shot because she's got the sun right behind her dad and he has a beautiful halo yeah so uh i don't know if you're normally that angelic alistair but uh <laughs> in this photo you definitely seem to be glowing behind your head excellent again what i really like about this is the choice that ophelia has made with regards to how she's positioned I, 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 her dad is in the bottom left hand corner and it's very striking you know mm -hmm. choice to make because he most of the frame is empty. It's just this lovely, grainy, fairly flat sky. Uh, just this huge amount of negative space. But it makes Brilliant. for a really strong. And I think it's much more interesting. Uh, uh, and you, you would assume that he'd be smack bang in the middle. If mm -hmm. I'd taken that picture, he would have probably been smack bang in the middle. But yeah. I, I really, it's just, it's much more eye catching like that. I, I really like yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's yeah. It, you would either have them probably in the like you say in smack bang in the middle, or I, I probably have him maybe over to the left um in sort of like rule of thirds that way so mm. it's really um 
it's much more of an eye-catching image and a stronger image because of the way that she has framed it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, great. And the last one of these pictures, Rage. Uh, yeah. So, number four. Uh, final one is called Girl Watching Me. Ophelia was standing very close to the people at the table and the only person to notice her was the girl sitting on her mother's lap. Can you see this one? Yeah, yeah. I certainly can. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just going to go and find that one. Yeah, it's go. just a, a nice picture of some people sat around a table outside enjoying uh, some Turkish gozlemi, possibly because there's a stand for that right behind them, um, but some drinks and some food and a nice sunny day. Uh, very relaxed and informal and yes uh, everyone's looking off in different directions having conversations and there's just this little girl just looking straight ahead straight down the camera mm. and uh yeah very much people uh in terms of it being that's the theme of the round lots of people going about their daily lives it's we we talked about this on a previous show that actually um it's really interesting to see the little windows into other people's lives that um, that are captured within just the single frame. Um, I don't know that I've ever had Turkish gozlemi, but um, now I've I've seen <laughs> how the word is spelt and I've seen a, a market stall that's selling it, you know, so that's interesting. Oh, there's one for crepes too. I'm a big <laughs> fan of crepes. <laughs> so, Something for everyone. Um, yeah, absolutely. A fantastic set of shots. Well done, Ophelia. Brilliant work. One of the models, not so sure about, but um, yeah, all, all in all fantastic. And I particularly love the one with the two women of, of very different heights. Yeah, most amusing. <laughs> but yeah, really great stuff. Okay, who have we got up next? Next up is one from Hilary Clark, who we were also lucky enough to see yesterday. Yes. Hilary writes in, Hi, Sunbeams. I attached two entries for the People Challenge taken on my Voigtlander Vito B which may well now have a shutter problem and have to be retired. Another cheap shots camera no. falls by the wayside. Mm. And Japan camera hunter street pan film. They were taken at the Peace Hall in Halifax. I went to visit hoping it was going to be busy and there would be plenty of people around, but the weather was overcast and the place was deserted. Just enough people there to fit the brief though, I think. Uh, continuing just briefly also if you want to mention roll film week it's coming to that time of year again <laughs> so uh, there's a message here from jessica hibbard who uh, is one of the organizers saying roll film week roll film roll film week happens twice each year in january and july and it's a chance for film photographers around the world to share 35 millimeter and medium format photos online the next Hashtag Roll Film Week runs from Monday, July the 22nd through to Friday, the July the 26th. Uh, if you're new to Roll Film Week or need a refresher on how it all works, all the details are now on our About page. We'll sound more reminders as we get closer to the start date, but want to make sure it's on your calendar. So yes, the new Roll Film Week is the 22nd of July through to the 26th of July. Uh, so get that in your diary everybody and here he finishes up lovely to see rachel and graham at john's <laughs> open day had a great time i've not printed from negatives before and i may have found a new addiction um hillary made a couple of prints from some negatives that she that were taken by her father and one of her father and i think she thought around about 1939 38 mm. um and made these lovely prints from them uh and it was wonderful great to see them one of them had a possibly uh 
a piano being pulled by a horse. We're not sure. The what? detail wasn't great, but uh-huh. we, we like we left it wanting to think that maybe there was a grand piano being pulled by a horse. That's incredible. <laughs> that it might also be untrue, but um, still, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, should we look at these pictures from Hillary then, Rach? Yes, let's. Um, I, I always love Hillary's work. She does some, some lovely stuff, and um, I can see what she means about it. Oh, it's deserted. There's nobody there. Um because there's this very grand-looking um, space with the, all these lovely arches and, like, a balcony in this, I imagine, very large, large, large hall. Um, it looks beautiful. Like, I'd really like to go and visit, actually. It looks really nice. Um, there's there's two people right at the very top. There's um, uh, one chap sitting down at a table at the very bottom of the corner of the uh, image and a whole row of tables in between, some sort of, like, outdoor restaurant i guess um i really love this i i think it's got gorgeous tones um the format is obviously a square format um which works really well i think is it and is yeah. that i'm um, just uh, the, the voigtlander veto b mm. is that a square format camera because i have a f- no um i'm gonna have a quick google so i had a feeling the veto b is actually a 35 mil let's have a look oh. and see so um, uh, you i think th- she's cropped them i think um, she's cropped them yeah i think that's oh. um Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's a 35mm camera, so she's cropped them Ooh. to squares, which I think uh, in both cases really yeah, yeah. Uh, has made for... Um, uh, I mean, if I'm completely wrong and it's a square format, 35mm, um, then I apologise, but um, I, I, th- I don't think it is. But um, I really like the choice she's made in, in yeah. both cases. It's made for stronger images. Definitely. And, and I like that um, I'm looking at the first one at the moment, that the two people at the top corner are sort of in conversation and moving as well i think that's mm. really nice like it, you can feel the movement in it rather than them sort of just sort of stood still not interacting with each other i think that's a nicer capture if you like yes and, and i like the fact so, so you've got the two people in the um top left hand corner and then you've got this long line of empty cafe tables running down diagonally across to right to the bottom right hand corner where there is the gentleman sat as you said and he's looking in their direction and it just kind of it closes that loop very nicely mm. you kind of got the backs and forwards and as, he's, as you said beautiful arches on the right hand side and um, really nice pattern in the paving and the film looks fantastic as well I've not shot with um, JCH street pan but I really love the tones in that it's really nice yeah. Yeah, really, really good. And um, and number two, I, I really like um, also how they feel like a pair, which is yeah. good. Um, I don't know if, uh, Hilary, you shot the whole role in that one setting, um, but it feels like that kind of uh, place um, without there being a lot of people has made for some really strong shots, actually. Like it's still, like you say, enough people in it for it to um, be part of the theme. Um, but I, I would love to see like the whole series, the whole role of this, um, because it feels um, like there's a lot you've been able to do with those images and without very many people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's um, again, we can see the lovely, interesting paving um, and we've got just a little snippet of in the top left corner, um, the sort of really geometric sort of um, steps uh, that are clearly part of this hall, and then bottom bottom right corner, um, you've got uh, a gentleman pushing a pram with a baby in it. So it, again, we can't see detail of their faces because we're talking from a, like a top shot almost. Um, I don't know if Hillary's been up on the balcony and shooting down towards these uh, these characters, 
Um, but again, it's it's nice to have that like bird's eye view. Yes, yeah, and um, yes, it's a kind of a. Um... The words escape me. Maybe it'll come back to me, but it probably won't. Um, but yeah, I, what I love is that the paving in this, you've got the different different sections of the paving giving a lot of pattern interest mm. and line interest. And yes, the dentist, the guy with the pushchair down there, right down in that bottom right-hand corner. Um, isometric, that's the word I was grasping before. It's kind of ah. an isometric view. Um I don't know whether that is a view that only ever gets talked about in video games, but if anybody <laughs> likes video games, it's very much an isometric shot, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, a bit like we were talking about with Ophelia's picture with, of her dad being right down in the corner and uh, allowing the rest of the space for that. Um, I, I really like it. Good, really good, strong compositional choice, and I really so, like the square crop with that. It's nice. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think the square crop has made it, um, yeah, definitely a stronger image. Um, yeah, generally some really nice um, framings and inter interesting angles and things, which is always good and cool to yeah. see. I have to say, I personally am a firm believer. I, I know that some people really don't like to crop their images, um, mm -hmm. but if cropping your image makes your image stronger, I I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I mean, obviously everybody's work is their own. And, yeah. um, and one of the biggest problems I tend to have with my <laughs> photography is that I... Um, I fill the frame too much and leave myself no wiggle room um, oh. <laughs> so that that causes problems later with framing and mounting and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, if I look at a picture and go, oh, actually, this would be better if I just locked off even sometimes a big chunk of it, then just the the end product is the thing and not pride in, oh, well, I got it all perfectly right in camera every time. It's, what, whereabouts are you on that, Rach? Do you, will you crop quite happily if need be? Yeah, if it needs it. Definitely. I'd, I'd rather it was a stronger image than not. Yeah. Because sometimes it just comes down to the lens that you have. Sometimes mm -hmm. you might want to go, oh, I want to get this close in on this thing and frame that up nicely. But you've got a camera with a lens that's too wide. Mm -hmm. um, just crop it down afterwards. You know, yes, it's lovely. The ideal of getting everything right in camera is fantastic. But sometimes you do not have the kit to be able to realize your vision in camera. But you can do it afterwards. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Okay, uh, do you want to take this next one from Jason Conklin, Rach? Yeah, so Jason's written in to say, Sunbeams, I've been wanting to email you guys for months now. I've been listening regularly since about Christmas and your show definitely gets a share of the credit for stoking my photographic practice again. That's awesome to hear. Thanks, Jason. Um, he goes on to say, I shot and developed a lot of film back in the early to mid naughty orties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> naughty orties? <laughs> I, I loved every minute of it, but I guess I got distracted. I always wanted to go back to it, though, and finally did last year. I never expected to step back into a climate of industry growth and burgeoning interest and rising prices, but it's been all the more fun and interesting for it. Anyway, as I said... I've had the urge several times to write in, but now I'm finally doing so because I'm finally submitting some images for the Cheap Shots Challenge. Yay! Woo! He says, although I failed to pull it together for the last one, I managed, as a result, to participate in the latest FP4 party, which is on Twitter. Um, if you put in the hashtag FP4 party, you'll end up um, coming across that. Yeah, I see um, some stunning pictures come through really for that do. as well. People make beautiful work. FP4 is a film I really love and don't shoot as much as I should do because I do just tend to go, uh, if in doubt, HP5. But <laughs> FP4 is a beautiful film. And whenever mm. I see people sharing their results on Twitter for the FP4 party, I'm always blown away. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, he says it was a great experience, but now onto a real challenge. <laughs> Um, the attached images were both taken with the inimitable... What oh gosh, what's he put there? Sorry. Inimitable. Inimit- yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I'm totally You had it first time, Rach. Believe I did, in yourself. I? I believe in myself. Um, Nikon Light Touch Zoom 150ED Quartz Date. <laughs> a snappy name. I like it. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's a rose gold toned plastic point and shoot. It sounds like a beauty. Oh, yeah. Purchased from our local camera shop for $10. Oh, definitely in the Cheap Shots Challenge budget then. Awesome work. Um, I picked it up nominally for my daughter. Yeah, yeah. So that we could shoot film together. But she has been known to let me borrow it on occasion. I'm so pleased to hear that because it sounds like the kind of camera you definitely should go out and shoot with. Um, He says, I decided to do my shooting close to home for the people theme. These images depict people I get to observe a lot. My children. Sometimes they even let me take their picture. <laughs> um, a confession. I plan to submit two images shot, two images shot on Kodak Ultramax 400, but due to circumstances that escaped my control, I had to choose a frame each from two rolls. The image titled Behind the Scenes is on the Ultramax 400, whilst the other, On the Road, comes from my first ever roll of Portra 400. It was that or mixing cameras, which seemed yet further from the <laughs> from the spirit of the thing. So one cheap shot and one half as cheap shot. Um, thanks for the great show. Do keep it up and best of luck to all the cheap shooters out there. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you, Jason. And thank you for taking part. Uh, it's yeah. always good to have new blood enter the arena. Absolutely. I'm writing in. It? To let us know as well, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to hear new voices and, and find out a little bit more about our listeners. We always enjoy yeah. that. Also, I'm I'm actually quite glad that we've got one shot on Kodak Ultramax and one shot on Portra, because you know we, you, you get to see those two films side by side, and it's quite a good contra- compare and contrast. Mm. And just flicking between them, the one thing I will say instantly is, yeah, you can see where that extra money goes. Boy mm. howdy! Bear in mind that this is being shot through a ten dollar point and shoot zoom camera. Um, they're both really fun, beautiful pictures, but just in terms of the, like, you look at the second one shot on portrait, and if you told me that that was shot on a fancy Nikon high end SLR worth five hundred pounds, I'd go yeah sure with a yeah it looks great because, um, yeah lovely stuff, but just two beautiful pictures yeah of Jason's daughter absolutely absolutely and and you're so right <laughs> it's it's amazing uh, I think people if if no, no others it's worth going online to have a little look at the comparison between these two and i'm really pleased like you say that you know he stuck with the same camera but has used the two different films so yeah very cool yeah very so, nice. th- so yeah they've got a, a picture of daughter there um uh playing near a bouncy castle this is the one on the ultramax um and it's it's bright and it's contrasty and, and it's that it's that look that to me very much as yeah family holiday photos family pictures it's got that real look to it um and it's great there's lots of energy and movement in it very colorful um and the other one the one shot on portrait and, and it's almost as if the 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 film choice also just suits the mood of the shot it really does yeah that because is it's right yeah, because it's just a picture uh, of um, his daughter walking down the street, just wearing a very sort of elegant white top, um, carrying, looks like she's delivering papers, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, but it's just a, a very elegant shot, uh, um, and it, the tones are lovely, the light's lovely. Um, yeah, two really nice shots, two very different shots. Uh, that, that, 
that one called On the Road just feels like a still from a from a movie to me. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's lovely. It's it is one that I I it, I'm terrible. Whenever I go and grab film from my little bag of film, um, I'll look and I have a few rolls of nice film in there. But more often than not, I'll go uh, as, because I'm not going out with it or mm-hmm. necessarily a defined purpose. I'll go. Well, I'll grab the cheaper film because who knows yeah. what will end up on this in the years time when I finish it. Uh, and I'm increasingly thinking I should buy shoot less nice film, film, shoot less, <laughs> shoot less yeah. film, and shoot better film because. Mm. Oh, there's yeah, it really you, you you do get what you pay for to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, if you want the super colourful, contrasty look, which is definitely the right look for some things, and the cheaper films are fantastic. But that portrait really is beautiful, and they are two beautiful pictures. So thank you very much, Jason. Okay, who have we got next, Rach? Let's have a We've scroll. We've got Massey. Tim Massey next. Oh yes, lovely. Tim writes in, "Hey, Aid Graham and Rachel. Ed is no Aid here. We won't even let Aid on this show, will we, Rach? He's, we, <laughs> nope. we don't even tell him when we're recording. It's a big secret. That's why he's never here. It's definitely not because he wants nothing to do with our nonsense. I wanted to pass along my cheap shots photos for the category of people. Oh, thanks, Tim. Yeah." I don't have a good artist statement. I just don't have the time at the moment to get something clever together. That said, these were shot on my cheap shots camera, the illustrious Nikon L35 AF that I purchased at a charity shop for $10. Everyone's getting these $10 Nikons. This is I like, know. And they're, and they're like, illustrious and immemorable. <laughs> yeah, these are pretty impressive. Fancy words. I'm yeah. impressed. I do like the L35 AF. I, I love that AT style. It's the... You know, it's a bit like your the Canon that you started oh, is out it? with. Like yes. my, my short, yeah, my, um, yeah, yeah. Short-lived oh. Canon, yes. My short, my short-lived cheap shots. Yeah, Sorry, short-lived short shot. Yeah. It's a great camera that does well, especially stopped down. I really like the flash on this thing. What were these shot on? Good question. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> File name zero 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 one two one five zero zero two zero boy with nerf gun. Look, a quick point here. It would be super helpful when people send in their cheap shots pictures if you could check. Because you can actually rename these pictures. You don't have to just leave them as zero zero etc. Rename them and put your name and picture number one and your name and picture number two. That would make my life and Rachel's life so much easier. Rachel had to go through and rename all of them this evening. Um, anyway, that was shot with Ilford Delta 100, my new go-to film. The second photo, file name... No, that's right, I'll leave it. <laughs> my daughter in the stroller, uh, Pram, for some other English speakers, uh-huh. meant for my two-year-old daughter, was shot on Fomapan Retropan 320. I hmm. Question mark. I don't recall, <laughs> though. Uh, I have yet to sleeve this negative. All that said, thanks for all that you're doing. Looking forward to the next challenge you pull from the book you gave, Graham. <laughs> yes, we're looking forward to that too. Can't wait. Yes, well, and that's from Tim Massey. So oh. let's look at these pictures, uh, which was number 001. <laughs> oh, they've got names on now. That does make it so much easier. Um, okay, so this first one then, Rach. What was the title again? This again? Uh, Boy with the Nerf Gun. Boy with the Nerf Gun. Oh, it's such a cheeky look. Again, I really love the angle with this. It, he he is in this shot framed smack bang in the middle, um, but he's very close to uh, background, which I'm assuming it, it looks like it's on the stairs. Um, so that'll be the wall. 
Um, so you've got this very dramatic shadow behind him. He's looking straight down the barrel of the Nerf gun, uh, straight into the camera. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a real sort of like cheeky, like I am about to pull the trigger on this and um, you're going to get nerfed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it, also, it's a picture that to me, it feels like quite timeless. It feels like this could be, apart from that's a Nerf gun rather than an, an old pop gun. This feels like this could be a picture from America in you know, the, the 1960s. It's a nice yes. black and white picture. Um, I really like it also i completely agree with what tim said about the 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 flash on that little nick on them l35f it's done a really nice job it's not just considering how close he is to the subject it hasn't just blasted his face out um i've got a nikon l35 af2 and i took some i think i i think i had some expired slide film some expired Ectochrome 100 in there, which I was shooting in a bowling alley, a dark bowling alley, just using the on-camera flash, mm-hmm. and then I cross-processed it. Um, so obviously setting everything in place for great results. Didn't Perfect, do a bad yeah. job, though. Got some, I mean, the colours were pretty funky on it, but it came out <laughs> nice. Um, on-camera flash on some of these point-and-shoot cameras, well worth trying out. I, I think there's... I know I have a bit of a go-to tendency to always turn the flash off because you just assume it's going to be terrible. Mm. But some of these cameras yeah, do a same. really nice job. And you can then just go and have a fun in any light with them. So Yeah, absolutely. I um, uh, I have my little Olympus um, XA. Great little camera, obviously. Um, I'm sure quite a lot of people know. Um, it's really tiny. I mean, it's a proper actual pocket camera, that. Um, but... Quite often it comes with the A16 or the A11, the flash um, as like the extra add-on. The one that I got didn't have the flash. um, And I was always like, oh, it's one of those I I could just put in my bag and take out with me. So it would be nice to have a flash because it might be the sort of thing I would shoot at night, you know, or when I haven't got light. Um, enough light around even pushing film. Um, So given the extra option. And the lovely um, Lucy Wolf sent over... um, uh, the uh, like the flash for me. She said, "Oh, I've got like three. <laughs> have oh, one, <laughs> awesome. which is amazing." And she she sent one over. So um, so I have that, but I haven't I haven't actually shot with it yet because I was a bit worried that it was just going to blast everything out. Um, and I should just give it a go. Yeah, I? I should just try it because looking at what Tim's got with this, like you say, you know, it's clearly very close to the subject and it hasn't completely blown everything out. You can see all the lovely detail and the tones and things um, right from, you know, whites to blacks and everything in between. Um, so, yeah, I, I should just try it and see how, how I get on, I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, the next picture, another very fun picture <laughs> uh, of um, <laughs> the two-year-old daughter's uh pushchair being occupied by very much not the two-year-old daughter <laughs> um his older daughter just plonked in there with her legs hanging over the front of the pram and this incredible look on her face of, yeah. of i mean i would guess that his daughter looks i don't know five or six i'm bad yeah, at age um probably. but the look on her face i would say is definitely more like 15 16 just a kind of <laughs> a look straight down the camera of like ah, another picture that's some great attitude coming through i yeah. love it <laughs> it's brilliant honestly guys you, you're really pulling it out of the bag with the, with the kids shots uh, their their expressions are just fantastic and there's such personality in them i, I love how you you're all managing to capture that um so yeah um brilliant work on these it's it's such a great um expression <laughs> yeah it, it really is that again it's just <laughs> that look you really have to think 
what is behind that look? Um, because it's, it doesn't look like deep joy at being the subject of photography. It it, it looks like maybe somebody's sulking about something. I don't know, but yeah. I love it. I, I yeah. And but. interesting that um, in terms of the framing of the shot for between the two, uh, obviously this one gives you um, much more um, information about the background as well. Mm. So um, we're, we're at a slightly um, further away in terms of distance from the subject, um, but that gives us an opportunity to see more of the backdrop as well, um, as opposed to the one um, previously that we were talking about, which was literally on the stairs, um, you know, so all you've got is the wall behind and a little bit of the banister. Uh, so you can't really see much apart from obviously pattern on the wallpaper and what have you. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just really nice how they both tell a story, um, but a different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really awesome like stuff. OK, who have we got next? We got next? It's John Michael Mendeza. Shall I take this one? Please do. Okay. Um, John Michael's written in to say, Dear Sunbeams, attached are my entries for the Cheap People Challenge. The fashion round ended up being quite a production for me, making paper dresses, organising a model and setting up a makeshift studio, etc. Those were spectacular pictures, though. They were so worth it. Incredible. Absolutely. So I was planning on sitting out the people round. I I, I, I think we would let you off, John. Don't worry (laughs) if that were the case. Um, However, by the fact that you've emailed in, I'm assuming that means that you have sent some, which is great. Um, He says, on June 8th, I had about an hour before catching a train. So inspired by a one-hour assignment, I loaded up some CHM400, ADOX, I believe, into my trusty uh, Beltica and set out to try and get some people pics. The fast film and sunny day meant that I could use a small aperture and a fast shutter. Not having to worry too much about focus was very liberating and I happily wandered the streets near the station looking for interesting compositions. My strategy was to find a location and then lurk nearby and wait for that decisive moment. I think lurking is quite a um yeah, a good a good photographic term, isn't it? <laughs> That's what we tend to do quite a lot of the time. Um in the first shot there were a ton of people passing this archway. But at some point, this mother and daughter were briefly alone in the circle of light and I managed to grab a shot. In the second shot, I positioned myself above the stairs leading up to the train platforms. Here the people seemed to come in waves, but this woman seemed to be running late for her train and was running up the stairs. I think this is my favourite shot of the role. I tried cropping it so that the stairs were level, but the shot seems much more interesting with the slight angle, so I left it as it was. The role was developed in Rodnell, um, one fifty for eleven minutes and scanned with my DSLR. Is there a better word for scanning with a digital camera? If not, maybe you should invent one. <laughs> All the best from Germany. What I mean, I, I think if any any country is going to come up with a good word for uh, anything, it's going to be Germany because they're they're the best at coming up with great long words. That uh, <laughs> there must be a German word for scanned with a digital camera, which is just all of those words together. It, <laughs> I think digitizing would probably be the one, right, Rach? Mm, yeah, I digitized. I so. <laughs> You've been digitized. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's. I can't. Was that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he was in the room with me. Could you tell? <laughs> I could. Adam was watching Running Man downstairs, actually. Before, so it literally is like he was in the room. That's fantastic. I love Running Man. Oh, man. I want to watch that film again now. Um, okay, let's look at these pictures then. Let's have a look and see. 
So the first one of this mother and daughter in the pool of light. Uh, Well worth the patient wait for that. It's a very dark picture, um, which just serves to highlight the fact that you've got this pool of light on the floor. And this mother and daughter stood in the right-hand side of it. And then their shadows cast perfectly across this pool of light. And all the shadows are nicely within it, framed by the pool of light. Makes for a great shot, doesn't it? Yeah, and and you were talking, um, John Michael, about the decisive moment. You really have captured it there, haven't you? You know, because like a split second later, and because the daughter's in front, she would have been out. Her shadow would have been out of that pool of light. You know, Um, so you've really managed to get capture that um, just in that very very tiny amount of a second, uh, whatever you shot it at. it's just lovely, um, really, really nicely framed. And uh, I can see why you thought, ah, there's a really lovely pool of light there. I'll just wait here until the right moment appears. So, yeah, fab, fabulous stuff. Can I ask, Rach, with this Ooh. picture? So on yeah. the right hand side, of that picture, yeah. there's I don't know whether there's a door or a glass door or something, but there's essentially a black bar running up the sort of the right hand fifth, isn't there? Do you see what I mean? Just like the right-hand fifth of that image is dark. Uh, it's a bin. Oh, it's you a... see there's a, a hole at the top. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Is it, cause I, I hadn't was... Would you have cropped that out? Because I'm looking at that and I'm wondering, would I have just cropped the image at, right at the edge of the girl's bag? Oh, no. I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't have cropped it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe um, how you're seeing it, um, is slightly different because I can see that there's tones in that as well, and that there's pe- there's other people. So if if we'd have cropped that out, we'd have also lost them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see, I can just about see them in there, but yeah, they're very on dark my, on, on my screen. On my screen, yeah, on my screen, actually, I can see quite a lot more. Um, so I can see the the other people further down the um, passage rate, and I think if, if I'd have cropped that out, um, it would have felt weird. It would have seemed like I'd lost. I'd be. I'd be cutting them in half as well, which was sort of would be unnecessary. I think. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, go. isn't it? it like is um, yeah. seeing seeing that as a physical print, as as I think we've learned from going to see John's dark shed yesterday, mm. the difference between seeing it digit uh, an analog photo digitally on screen, and the variables that there are between my screen, obviously that I'm looking at it on, and the one that you're looking at it on, Graham. Um, and seeing it as a physical print where we were both looking at literally the same image, it's it's a totally different experience, isn't it? And you get something very different from that final image. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is quite a um, quite a nice way of illustrating that, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I still think I want to yeah. crop it out though. Um, okay. <laughs> and okay. And the next picture, uh, another cracking shot. Um, this it, so it's a shot from kind of straight head on down, isn't it? Straight yeah, top another down. high yeah high angle, um, like bird's eye view, straight down. This one really looks like a um, uh, what would you say, like a, a magazine cover, definitely yeah. that kind of thing. Like high fashion shoot um, is what I'd I'd think of with this. Beautifully done, yeah. 
yeah, just very high contrast. This lady going up steps, but I mean, as you look at it, essentially it's black bars across the other steps with white, very high contrast. And this woman walking, I mean, it's, you wouldn't know unless you've been told that she was climbing stairs. She could be walking across a, a stripy floor or whatever, but yeah, it's great. It needs to be seen to be really, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to describe it. Enjoyed, yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, and I think I, I would say he's definitely right to keep in the angle. Yes. Um, of those stairs because... Otherwise, it looks almost too cut out, too too graphic. You know, like um, you can't get, the, you don't get the movement in quite the same way. You wouldn't get the uh, the fact that it's a person actually walking up the stairs. It could have been very easily a sort of like composite um, image, you know, sort of like photoshopped on. So I like having that angle. It, it tells you that it's a flight of stairs. I think. Yeah. And also it's one of those pictures where um, you can make a choice to have one thing straight, but it's going to throw mm. something else out. So whilst you've yes. got these black bars, the stairs, you've also got these other lines running underneath that are, are mm. at an angle to those. And of course, just the direction that the woman's walking at, at the moment, she's walking kind of straight up the image. And if you straighten the stairs out, she'd have been kind of going at an angle across and I think given where she is yeah and absolutely you always just have to try these things though, don't you just get them mm. in twist it this way twist it that way and, and see what looks good in the end but I agree with you Rach I think the choice he ended up with is fantastic and has made for a yeah. really nice graphic image I really like that yeah me too brilliant work thank you so much John Michael and I'm really pleased that you did put in for this one as well because we know like how much effort went <laughs> went into your previous um, uh, fashion round as well. So uh, yeah, um, I'm glad that the one hour assignment um, inspired you a little bit to uh, to take part in this one too. So uh, awesome work! Yes, wonderful stuff. Okay, this next one is from Kerry J. Jeffrey, who writes in, "Hello, Sunnies from sweltering Portland, Oregon, where we are just coming off a pair of 35 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Fahrenheit days." Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, too much. We we've had a week of miserable rain, but honestly, I think I might take that over a 35 degree day. Please see my attached entries for the Cheap Shots Challenge. My old Cheap Shots camera died a few <laughs> weeks ago. Oh no. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. But in a flea market last month, I found a Pentax SV and decided to give it a go. For $25, what could go wrong? Rust and sticky shutter that only works 80% of the time. Aside, the lens is beautiful and everything else can be fixed with gaffer tape. <laughs> the images are from a local Renaissance fair, uh, Ren Fair, as they are known to us people in the know, right, Rach? It what? was a Ren Fair. You've heard of Ren you Fair. You call it a Ren? No. Oh, that's what people in this. I, I, as, as a. <laughs> Uh, that's what they call it, yeah, Ren Fairs. People in the States will be going, oh, yeah, Ren Fair. We know what Ren Fairs are. Um, okay. Who has like the time re re Renaissance. Uh, yeah, I that's what it's that, short for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who has the time to say but, Renaissance? And it's very French. I don't know. It's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word, but who has the time? Anyway, it was fun <laughs> to see people completely immersed in their fantasy world. And I tried to find moments where that was reflected. In the first image, I love this moment as the couple stops to buy a trinket from seller with handmade hair accessories. In the second, the person in the centre is introducing the fair's royal procession and doing his level best to stay in the moment surrounded by modern day onlookers. Thanks for your fantastic work producing the podcast. 
from Kerry Jeffrey, who's at Kerry underscore Jeffrey on Instagram. Lovely. Let's have a look at these people. I've heard a lot of talk over the years on various podcasts about Renaissance fairs or Ren fairs, and they've always sounded fascinating to me because it's all people dressed up in um, mostly, as you can see from these pictures, sort of medieval style clothing, mm. which is weird when it's called the Ren fairs. But um, but it sounds like it's just loads of food, great big like drumsticks, and loads of booze and stuff like that uh sounds like a great time i, I i'm i'm like yeah lots of capes i love the fact there's lots of capes in these things <laughs> oh yeah i'm <laughs> loving this I, I also, capes I just... and cool belts and like um uh sort of um what's the word like i was gonna say scythes but yeah, you know we were saying like the sort of like medieval side of things um they often have uh, whittling and you know tools on display <laughs> yeah. all sorts of stuff like that yes. don't they which is really cool yeah exactly it's like a larping but when you haven't got to do yes. anything it's like uh <laughs> larping but having a day off <laughs> but not of the larping what, okay what's what's a larp just for people who don't know uh, so live action role playing where you get all dressed up and go and hit each other but these guys are taking a break from hitting each other and, and eating giant tricking drumsticks and whatever they do um it's <laughs> great so i'll let you describe this first picture rach um, so this is um, a, a chap in a cape, hurrah, um, with uh, a, a girl next to him who's got a lovely sort of like wrap dress on and beautiful like long curly hair and amazing sort of like flowers in her hair and things. Uh, obviously, there's this, um, as, as was mentioned by Kerry, there's a seller there putting putting some hair accessories into her hair as well. Um, she's holding something in her mouth, which might be a card machine. I'm not sure, um, which which would be really hilarious if it was, um, or it might just be part of um, what she's what she's actually doing. I can't really I tell. I love the fact that your guess. I mean, very much that we can barely take any idea of what it is, but your guess is, well, it might be a card machine. <laughs> Yeah, one of, those, I just thought one be... of those big ones that you push your card right in. <laughs> It'd just be really funny, I thought, if it was. Because um, it sort of like takes you out of the moment. But I I think this is a fabulous shot. Like, I really, the light is gorgeous. The tones are beautiful. You've got a fantastic range, again, from like darks to lights. Um, and uh, it's, it's in this kind of like dappled sunlit kind of um, woodland, um, which with, you know, you can sort of see... Um, a hint of sort of like bunting and flags and things in the background and and what have you um and they're beautifully sharp and in focus at at that point you know of the the focus of the shot um and you really get like a feel i can almost hear the lutes playing you know (laughs) in the background a guy dressed as a friar in the background i mean this picture could have been taken in sherwood forest i mean i'm just waiting for robin hood and his merry men to stroll across it's fantastic really good Really enjoyed that. That's brilliant. Um, and then the second shot, um, as Kerry mentioned as well, uh, there's somebody dressed up at the front with all they've got the fantastic sort of, you know, uh, leather cuffs on and, and um, their tartan sort of like uh, sash across them and a, a fanta- um, like sort of like velvet, soft velvet hat with uh, pheasant feathers out of it and things. Um, <laughs> and everybody in the crowd who's obviously looking at this person you know delivering their speech or play or whatever they're doing um with their like night trainers on and their (laughs) their, um big digital cameras and their shorts and you know all the trappings of modern day sort of like staring at them um so uh, a, a really interesting and fun uh juxtaposition shall we say between the old and the new 
um, modern day um, and the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yes, fantastic. This guy's costume. I mean, the, the, it's all the Elizab- are brilliant, yeah, aren't they? Elizabethan style going on here, and it looks wonderful. And yeah, just great. Wow. Great stuff, and Thank as you, you said, the, the juxtaposition between modern and uh, is um, great, fantastic. Okay, and we have got one last one. Now I'm going to say that this one came in under the wire. It actually came in slightly over the wire, but you know, only an hour late, so we're going to allow it. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is from Harry Thackeray. I think a slightly drunk Harry Thackeray. I think when he got in with this. So do you want to take this one, Rach? <laughs> sure, um, Harry. Um, it was lovely to meet you for the first time, actually. Um, so uh, Harry's written in to say, "Good evening, sunbeams. I'm sure Graham, in particular, will approve of my last gasp, Hail Mary, flying by the seat of my undergarments, approach to the deadline for the current people cheap shots challenge." <laughs> <laughs> that does sound kind of like your approach to. Oh yeah. Um, please, therefore, find attached my two photos for consideration. Rachel will have to ignore her photo bombing. Oh God! I'm oh, in it. I see. Yeah. What? Is this is this allowed in the rules? I mean, can you? Is this going to curry the judge's favour? Um. Well, it will definitely be against. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Rachel will have to ignore her photo bombing of one of my submissions as she acted as the catalyst in the lovely photo of the lady with the beautiful dog. Oh, I know where this was taken now. Because obviously, I met Harry on the photo walk in um, London, the film Aces photo walk. So um, as we were leaving the market, there was this gorgeous puppy. Uh, obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ignore a gorgeous puppy, am I? I'd be like, hi. So um, clearly, I must be in this photo. I'll have to have a look in a sec. He says, I will forego an artist statement on this occasion, being that I may have had one too many beers on today's photo walk, and cannot therefore trust myself to add anything meaningful to a critique on photographic art. <laughs> Um, the photos were shot on fresh Ilford XP2 using my trusted Olympus AF10 Mini. As always, thank you for the fantastic and entertaining podcasts. Yours in film, Harry. Thank you so much, Harry. Yes, um, we you obviously um, Harry was also on the little um, bit of audio recording that I did with everybody in the pub after we'd finished the photo walk and before we went for the curry, um, where I think there may have been some extra beers consumed. So um, I'm most impressed. He must have been literally processing this, you know, two hours after after we finished and, and went home. <laughs> um, so awesome. Uh, and yeah, the little Olympus AF10, again, a great little pocket, pocket camera. Let's have a little look and see what it's produced. Can you see them, Graham? Uh, so I can see one of them. I'm having a problem bringing it one at the moment. I'm try- okay, <laughs> so, so the first one, I can certainly see the one of you, Rach. Oh, can you see the you, one of me? Okay, hold you on. You should be able yes. to recognise that because you're in it. Yes, yes, I was looking at the other shot. <laughs> you were tilting um, your head to look at the other one. I mean, he I was. he was a bit hungover or drunk when this happened. So let's talk about the one with you in it first, right? Seeing as That's you were there, right. give us the talk us through this picture that you are part of. Um, it's a cute puppy it, dog. It's a super cute puppy dog. I I really like the framing of this again. Like we kind of fill the frame. Um, so I was chatting to this um, this lovely lady who got this gorgeous puppy, and the puppy is literally just staring straight down the lens at Harry. Um, uh, as well so uh, on on the way out of um spitalfields market uh, you can see all the sort of like racks of clothing in the background and things um and i i was like oh okay maybe it's pub time guys should we head off <laughs> <laughs> so i've got my phone in, in one hand because i'm uh, i'm busy google mapsing it um to try and get us um to somewhere else in london and uh, and yeah i had to stop and, and give give the little 
puppy a, a pet and it's really cute so yeah lovely um again i think you can really see the the movement you can see that there's obviously quite a lot of people there it gives you a feel for it being a busy market in london i think so yeah yep and the second picture rach second picture uh, second picture that is currently um, uh, non-rotated. Yes, yeah, yeah. Head. Shot in portrait mode, but submitted That's in right. landscape mode. I mean, you know, it was yeah. very late, Harry. But you know, you've not made. Let me just pick up my monitor, shall I? Um, <laughs> it, it's a classic street scene, isn't it, Rachel? Just yes. a guy leaning against the wall on his phone, yeah. and nice reflection as well of the in the mirror, uh, window rather behind him. Yeah, it, it, well, it looks like a mirror, doesn't it? Mm. As opposed to just a just a window, like it's so clear. Um, but equally, you know, it it could be um, uh, like another. It could be a hole, you know, and looking through to a parallel divert dimension <laughs> behind him. It's that um, mirror universe we've been hearing about. That's right, that mirror universe. Um, yeah, I like. I really like this. It's just a, a very uh, kind of like classic. Um, shot of is uh, is a chap leaning against the wall. He's got a load of cool tattoos on his arm, and uh, yeah, he's on his phone. It's just again really nice uh, tonal range in that, and there's nothing else kind of cluttering up the shot. So he's framed it really nicely. It's, um, uh, I will put my head back up the yeah, right way yeah, now. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll quickly <laughs> now. Um, uh, awesome. Awesome submissions for Cheap Shots Challenge. That is all the submissions now. We've hit the deadline. Uh, if you ain't got them done done yet, then you've missed this round. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who has submitted. We will be doing the judging in probably a couple of weeks. I um, we need to mm -hmm. nail that down, but I think we've got a judge sorted for that. So we will Ooh. talk about that further in the future. But thank you so much to everybody who has submitted for that. As always, I really love the quality of the entries. I'm always blown away by them. We have got Absolutely. a few more emails not very many oh, to get yes. through so um the first one it is that most wonderful repeated time of the year again it is one two seven day of one of the how many days are there three or four i can never remember anyway the next this is from um jm golding who we spoke to uh, back at the beginning of the year um greetings sunbeams the next one two seven day is only a month away on friday the 12th of july 2019 the 127 Film Photography website will feature 127 format photographs made on the 12th of July 2019 in a special online exhibition. As always, you and your listeners are invited to participate. No fees, no competition, just a friendly virtual community joining together to make 127 format photos on the 12th of July. Uh, you can find all the details at 127film.blogspot.com. Uh, so go and check that out. And JM finishes up saying, Also, I'd like to add my vote to the listener who suggested that you invite Grant Peterson of Rivendell Bicycle Works for an interview. He'd be great. Okay, we definitely need to follow up on this then. <laughs> yeah. Happy photographing and keep up the great work. That's from JM Golding. Um, lovely stuff. I am um, embarrassed to say that I have got a 127 camera with a roll of film in it, which was from the oh. last 127 day that I didn't film. Oh. Finish. Um, I'm sure it's got 35mm film in there, not 127 film. Code. I haven't got any 127 film at the moment. But um, would you be shooting some stuff for this, Rach? I hope so, yes. Um, I I should be able to get to one of my cameras on the 12th of July. Um, and I don't think at the moment I'm on a job particularly specifically so um yeah hopefully i'll be able to uh, to actually do it it should be great yeah have you got any 127 film at the moment um i think i've got one roll left 
one so role would, there. Uh, yeah, I want to. So we saw um, Simon Forster from the Classic Landers and Large Format Photography podcast mm -hmm. yesterday, and he had with him a baby Rolly. Um, Do you know I didn't actually see it? I've seen the photos of it, and I know it was there. Now that you told me it was there, but I didn't see it in person. Oh, it looks so cute. Yeah, I mean, imagine what a big Rolly looks like, and then imagine that small. You've got a pretty good idea. Um, cute. And he was shooting Rarapan in there, and he's very helpful. I said to him, oh, what are you shooting in there? He said, oh, um, Rarapan. I said, oh, where'd you get that from? He said, Japan. I went, yeah, I know Rarapan's from Japan. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> I went, Japan. I went, oh, no help at all. I'm just having a very quick look. Uh, let's have a look and see. Does Analog Wonderland have any uh, in stock at the moment? I think they do. It looks as though it's in stock at the moment. So you can get some Rarapan ISO 400 film from um, Analog Wonderland as we speak. Is it just Rarapan they've got? Uh, they've also ISO got... 400 is useful, isn't it? Because I've shot the 100 in the past um, and my my 127 like brownie camera, basically, uh, it's the only camera I've got that takes 127, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so it has to be a pretty bright day <laughs> uh, for that to actually work and for me to get some images out of it. Yeah. So having a 400 ISO film um, in that format would be really useful. Actually. Yeah. You know what else they've got? They've got Rarapan Chrome 127 film color, color slide <gasps> 100 what? ISO film. Um, I mean, you know, it's not cheap. But, you know, it's 15 quid a roll, but that, that could be fun. It's, you know... Yeah. Uh, Ooh, in that yeah. baby Rolly or something, that would be awesome. Well, I mean, in anything, it's all it's all good, just good fun. But um, I don't yeah. think um, that would class as the cheap shots challenge, unfortunately. No, but if we, but it's still but for one two seven day, Rach. Anything, anything would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. As long as it's one two seven format. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anything works. No, that's fantastic. So yeah, very cool. And you, so if you've got a one two seven camera, if you haven't got a one two seven camera, they're dirt cheap. You can pick up the the, the cheap and cheerful brownies uh, all day, every day for yeah under a tenner um yeah. and um and with a lot of them it's very easy to just wedge in some 35 mil film if you can't get hold of 127 film um so uh, i've done that more. that technical That's... term wedge it in yeah with some of them <laughs> it doesn't work quite so well i have learned that i had a really slim bodied little oh, i can't remember what it was called now um you can tell by the use of the past tense that, that the whole wedging experience didn't work out terribly well <laughs> but anyway yeah so some of them it doesn't work quite so but with the big old kodaks there's tons of room you just kind of put the film in pack it out a bit and uh, you're off to the races um oh, Okay, I have oops lost uh, my show notes because I went okay. looking for uh, right. so another one. That was one two seven day. Um, is obviously the twelfth of July. So, um, usually the idea is that you would shoot uh, one two seven film on the on that uh, date, twelfth um, of July, and then usually Jam Golding says, "I think there's a month, isn't there, to upload them to yeah. to that website." So yeah. And, so, and the, the key thing is, as you were saying, Rachel, is it's using the cameras. It doesn't matter what film you're using, it's using the 127 camera. So if you are shoving in cut down other film or 35mm, that's all fine too. Um, it's just use a 127 camera. So that's very cool. Uh, and scroll, 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 okay. scroll. So next email is oh. from Matt Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, you can do with shall this I, one. Shall I, do, shall, I, shall I do this whilst you're, you were scrolling? Yes. Yeah, no, please crack on. Okay. I've got there now, oh, but right. I still refuse to deal with. <laughs> so Matt has written in to say, Dear Sunbeams, I must protest in the strongest terms regarding the recent title of your podcast, 155 Dalmatians. I am so not surprised that this has come in. I was <laughs> at the time thinking, 
we're going to get emails about this. <laughs> um, my complaint centres around the fact that there was a complete lack of Dalmatian-related content in the episode, much to our great disappointment. I would respectfully ask you to not exploit the good name of these beautiful creatures in such a manner again. I blame Grey Brain. At least Rachel was kind enough to give Marshall a shout-out. I have provided Matthew Joseph with an image of Marshall for the show notes to lend some small amount of credibility to the episode. Oh, and if Matthew writes to you in the near future and mentions my name, there's a high probability that it is fake news. Yours in film from Matt Murray, who who basically runs the um, Matt Loves Cameras podcast. Yours in spots, Marshall Dalmatian. Marshall. Yes. Did you you see in that obviously the photo that he used for the episode? Yes. So, so there cute. you go, listeners. If ever you want an excuse <laughs> to go to the Sunny Sixteen Podcast dot com, the photo art for the most recent podcast does have a lovely big picture of Marshall Dalmatian, um, the better half of the Matt Loves Cameras <laughs> production <laughs> website. Um, thank you. Uh, no, actually, not thank you. Um, <laughs> Yes, thank thank you you very much. Um, We will certainly not pay any attention to your statements uh, regarding our future Dalmatian content. Um, (laughs) And finally, I wanted to let you guys know about a new film competition going on that kicked off yesterday, I think, didn't it, Rach? Yesterday or Friday? Oh, 14th, so Friday. Yeah, it's in front of you, like, why? It's fine. (laughs) Oh yes, there we go. There we go. Um, this is being run by the Film Bros. Uh, we talked about the Film Bros back at last year when they started their website, um, selling film. This is a UK-based um, online film supply place, uh, and they are running a competition along with Codec Alaris. Um, so all this information you can be found at Film Bros. Uh, that's filmbros.co.uk. Um, and it is uh, to celebrate the fact that they've been going since December now. Um, they thought it was time to run a photo competition. Um, and the competition is, the theme is family. This is actually very well timed considering a lot of the pictures we've looked at this evening, isn't it, Rach? Mm, absolutely, yeah. There's, um, well, as we mentioned, really, really enjoying the ones that people have taken um, of, of the people that they have around them. And... Uh, I think that was important what you were saying before about just putting some nice film in or putting some film in the camera and just shooting what is just generally going on around you. And sometimes you get those fantastic expressions from from your kids and all sorts of things that um, you might normally sort of pass you by. So, uh, yeah, I think that would uh, be really good. Good way of tying in. Yeah, awesome. And there's anything, it can be photos of your family, photos taken on a family holiday, photos taken by your children, photos of your pets. So oh, you have well, pictures of Marshall Dalmatian <laughs> or, uh, you know, who knows what pets you've got. Maybe get a picture of them. I, got, I found a picture I took recently of uh, our cat wearing a Christmas hat. Um, oh, it's a beautiful cat as uh, well. Or even photos taken by your pets, if they're that talented. <laughs> uh, there will be two categories, one for black and white images and one for colour. Uh, two winners, one from each category, will each receive a bundle of Kodak film in the format of your choice, while two runners-up will get, each get a £10 Film Bros voucher for use in the store. The competition will run for a total of four weeks from the 14th of June uh, 2019 to midnight GMT on the 12th of July. Um, there are other rules and stuff as well, as you'd expect. Just go to filmbros.co.uk to find out all that information. And as always, we love competitions. We're always saying, aren't we? Get involved and join in with these things, Rach. There's nothing to lose with that. Um, again, as Jam Golden said, you know, it's not like there's a fee to enter or anything. It's it's all just a bit of fun and a way of um, encouraging us all to shoot a bit more. I think. 
Yeah, exactly. And we all love taking pictures of our family, so this should be a nice, easy one for us. Um, I think that about does it for the emails this week. I want to just a quick shout out, say thank you very much to Paul Friday, who wrote in with um, some good directions for, to go, for us to go and look at regarding themes for future assignment work. So thank you very Ooh. much for that, Paul. Um, but I haven't yes. seen that yet, Paul. I'm excited to see that. That'll yeah, yeah. Uh, but that does, of course, lead us on to our favourite thing, doesn't it, Rach? Uh, oh, yes. My very, very favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so this is the part of the show where we get to thank you guys for your lovely coffee donations. And um, I realised that I probably sounded a bit grumpy with that and I wasn't meaning that I was grumpy that you're donating to us. Um, it, it's just, it's it's an interesting time of the show every <laughs> week when we do this. Um, and I don't know what is going to come out of Graham's mouth. So um, well, I just to want my to world, say, Rach. yeah, oh, gosh. Um, so I do sincerely want to say, um, as always, thank you so much to everybody who does donate to us. It is very much appreciated and um, it all goes to helping us um, uh, to run the show, uh, keep on producing content and hopefully um, to do other more uh, other exciting things in the future, as we mentioned on the show last week. Yeah, we were actually when we were, and we've been talking about this. Obviously, not mm. on there, but um, yeah, th- th- actually, with some of the stuff that we want to do, it's going to be actually super useful and helpful just to have a bit of a production budget to do some stuff. Um, but more recently, like in the last week, we used some of our coffee money to buy a dead cat. Um, money well spent, I think you'll all agree. Uh, Rach, can you remind us what the proper name of a dead cat thing is? <laughs> It's a dead cat. It's a dead cat. So this is the <laughs> or thing. Or a dead squirrel. That, or a dead squirrel. <laughs> um, these are the thing that you sit on top of the microphone to cut down the wind noise. Because um, anybody who listened to the recent assignment show where I was recording using our wonderful um, recording device that we bought with our coffee money will have noticed that there was quite a bit of wind noise at times, especially when I was walking with it. And uh, this cuts that down drastically. But even better than that, it gives... <laughs> our recording device the best hairdo ever doesn't it rach oh my goodness it's it's brilliant it is like looking at the 1990s troll dolls <laughs> uh, yeah we found we found actually aid found us this, this really good one they had them in all sorts of colors we kind of got a, a blonde and dark street wig look going um it looks a bit like tina turner <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wonderful. It's really good. I must remember to share a picture of that on uh, on our Twitter and Instagram feed. Um, it's really good. So yep. um, yeah, thank you Can very much for for letting that happen. <laughs> uh, it's great, and hopefully it'll lead to me making less terrible noise with that thing when we're out and about in the wilds with it. Um, anyway. Um, the first person we want to say thank you to is a new donor. Um, uh, but previous uh, writer, I think we last week we had some cheap shots pictures from this gentleman, and that is Bob Matter. Um, you can find Bob, who's at Bob Matter on Instagram. Uh, he's got he's out in um, Chicago, and he's got loads of beautiful black and white canned street portraits. So well worth checking out his feed. Um, lovely pictures there. Uh, I was admiring those earlier, and yeah, they're, they're just. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of great stuff i mean I, I love street portraits and there's a there's a good mixture of some of them where the people clearly knew they were having their pictures taken but a lot of them just beautifully caught candid moments um some real classy stuff as well some classy people out there in chicago mm. not johnny sisters clearly but there are some classy <laughs> people oh, <laughs> i know yes thank you very much bob that's awesome uh, and and to all of our regular donors we really super appreciate it yeah so, um, um yeah Regular donors. Now, as we mentioned last week, our um, research team is away on vacation at the moment. So we have <laughs> drafted in uh, 
very kindly we got Barry Stardust Gibb, a well-known writer of horoscopes, astrologer or astronomer. I can never remember which astrologer. Way oh astrologer. goodness, Sam Sam from Solar Cam will will be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> ah well, it will be the first time. Uh, um, he has written um, horoscopes, especially for every one of our regular donors, uh, and it was so great for this because he obviously he's. He has a skill for this. He looks at the stars and and each one of these is, these aren't just general ones. These are personalized. So this is life information. So um, mm-hmm. do you want to read? I feel like yeah, shall I read the names and and you can uh, and I can I need a face palm <laughs> sound effect, don't I? <laughs> L- listen. I if Barry hears this Rachel, he's going to be very upset by what you're saying. It's fine. I'll say it to his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we shall start. Um, with Harry Thackeray. Okay, here you go, Harry. Here's your horoscope. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Life will not give you lemons this week. It will give you sprouts. <laughs> Do not make sprout aid. No one wants that. Sprouts are the devil's testicles. Your lucky fish this week is rainbow trout. And Saturday Night by Wigfield is your tune to tango too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry. Fraser Yule. An ominous Neptune shows us that now is a good time for trying out combat crochet, but that you should not risk getting a haircut until the next full moon. Snorlax is your lucky Pokemon, and Ostrich is your soul bird. Chris Mina. After months of vacillating, Ford Transit over the North Star is a clear sign that you should push forward with your plan to go with a summer wardrobe made up entirely of utility kilts and uh, wife beater vests. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't read Barry's writing there. <laughs> your lucky mouse is Mickey and Gordon's alive! Slavic covers. <laughs> I just love how much you struggle with this, Rach. Uh, uncertainties at work this week leave you feeling low. But take heart in the fact that your boss's dog hates him and his wife's cooking stinks. Kaboom! Is your power word this week. And Peking Duck is a sure sign of an imminent windfall. Six million P-Man, also known as Ed Worthington. <laughs> now is the ideal time to book a holiday. After all, don't put off today. Oh, sorry, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. You never know what's round the corner. Not that I want to worry you or anything. I'm sure everything will be fine but maybe stay away from ladders for a while. Paisley is the colour to best match your eyes, and Rivita is your healthy snack most likely to help you lose those pounds. And Christoph. Your long-held aspirations for a life in the performing arts will this week reach its zenith when you get asked to floss by a teenage YouTuber. This is your big break, so don't blow it. $6,735,275 is your lucky healthcare bill, and surprised is the facial expression to win a lady's heart. Malcolm Myers. As June enters its exit phase, it's more important than ever to listen to your heart and always act on impulse. Remember, first idea, best idea, and nothing can go wrong with any of your schemes, no matter what anyone else says. Uh... Granite is your lucky countertop, and drizzle is the type of rain least likely to lead you, leave you with a chill. Last but not least, Jeremy North. A tall, dark, handsome man will indicate a sudden change in your financial situation this month. You're going to get your wallet stolen by someone matching this description. 
As a precaution, it's probably best to just punch any tall, dark, handsome men you come across. Uh, oh, it says here, except for Graham, host of the Sunny 16 podcast. Smiley face is your lucky emoticon for this month, and shampoo and conditioner the toiletries you are least likely to use. <laughs> is that everybody? I think that's all. All uh, of those fantastic horoscopes. <laughs> that's Thank it you, Barry. Week. There will be more next week. There's still more, but that's it for this week. Thank you so much, Barry. Um, his insight... It's amazing. He's clearly in touch with the other side. What are we doing again? This is an analogue photography podcast, isn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Graham. How do we wrap up from the from Barry's insight? Uh, well, we thought briefly, I think, about what's coming on this week's Sunny 16. So we talked about okay. the fact that you and I were up at John Whitmore's yesterday. John Whitmore, who's at The Dark Shed on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, on we Facebook talk and everywhere, really. I think. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and he was holding an open. He he's got a, a display of his work that he shot in Sri Lanka recently, and he organised to have a kind of analog barbecue workshop get together. So we went up there for that. Um, the weather was terrible, far too wet to have a barbecue, but still we had a very nice time. His lovely wife looked after us, despite the fact that the house was descended upon by a gaggle of reprobate film shooters. The riffraff. <laughs> very much the riff and indeed the raff. Um, and uh, John was in his dark shed, which is massive and very impressive, going through um, various people brought up prints, including yourself, Rachel, and brought mm. up sorry negatives and making prints and going through and teaching us and talking to us us about stuff and that's what the show is going to be this week we recorded there whilst john was going through this so um it's very much focused on the darkroom stuff if you've ever wanted to kind of a real insight into what it takes to make a print Step this is steps. the show yeah. um so it, it was a, a great fun day wasn't it it really was. I, I had such a fantastic t uh, day. It was part of the Warwickshire Open Studios, um, which uh, they hold they hold that annually. Um, obviously, it's for for around the Warwickshire area, and lots of artists, makers, creators open up their homes and studios and garages in this case um, to basically members of the public. So. Um, people can come in and um, basically have a look at the work that's being produced and as part of that um, John decided to kind of one-up that and make it into a barbecue sort of gathering event as well which was fabulous and um, I actually met John for the first time in person at the photography show this year so um, uh, although obviously we um, have been following each other online for quite a long time anyway uh, so it was really lovely to uh, be able to go and see his work in action and um, and yeah to kind of like go along there in general and meet up with people again in real life is always lovely to be able to do that so um, I'm looking forward to listening back to what was recorded oh my goodness um, uh, yesterday uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that will be um, a show in the bag because uh, yeah. We were there for quite a long time. It was fantastic. We it, couldn't leave. <laughs> we didn't really want to leave. <laughs> I, I didn't leave. I think I was there with um, Hilary Clark and with Meredith. And I think we left about 11 o'clock at night. No, I'm so <laughs> It was sad. dark inside and out the dark shed by that point. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, so sad yeah, that we had to leave a bit earlier because obviously we we drove down. I was lucky enough to get a lift with um, Steve Lloyd from Chroma Camera, um, but obviously we were both travelling down from Liverpool way to the Midlands and then back again um, in the evening. So we had to we had to unfortunately at one point in the evening say say our farewells and uh, and left you there. Yes, yeah. yeah, sad parties. Um, we did also get, I, well, I briefly got to catch up with uh, Hamish Gill as well whilst we were there, so there's going to be a bit of that on the show, giving us an update on how things are proceeding with the Pixelator. Um, so it should be good fun. Uh, and like I said, it will give you a real insight into the whole darkroom experience. And, and I'm also, I'm just going to share this now because, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm going to keep sharing this because it's going to be one of my favourite things forever. As Rachel's just mentioned, Steve Lloyd from Chroma Camera was there. And it's the first time Steve has ever made a darkroom print as it was for quite a few people there mm. and it was really wonderful seeing people just that that whole thing of the magic of seeing a print but, but there was one point which I don't think anyone will ever forget because I will never let them um Steve was doing some dodging and burning using his hands to shade out part of the print and he uttered the lines he will regret forever this is really hard because I've got small hands so so, um, if you see small hands, Steve Lloyd from Chroma, just say hi from us. To be fair, it was it, he was trying to make a like a ten by eight print, right? <laughs> so you know, poor Steve. Poor not, Steve not. and poor Steve's small hands. I can't um, leave him alone. <laughs> that will do it for us for this week. So we will be back on Thursday with that show. Um, Thank you so much for listening, as always. We will play you out with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs by Schnauzer, said with confidence and Well birth. done, you did it. Thank you very much, Rich. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find them on Bandcamp, and you should, because their music is great and wonderful and weird, and I enjoy listening to it on my long journeys down to Devon sometimes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it, isn't it, Rach? I think that's it for Backing Paper this week. Um, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week, everyone.